your host, Fu. And today I've got a special guest. She's my friend and she is now currently working in Chiang Mai as an English language teacher. Hi, Yupa. It's so good to have you here. Hello, Tu. Hello, everyone. So, Yupa, can you tell me about your professional journey? Yeah, I graduated from West Yangon University. As soon as I graduated, I joined an international school. I started out as a training teacher. Then I was promoted as an assistant teacher. And I worked as a training teacher and assistant teacher for about a year. Then I was promoted to be a main teacher a couple of years later. I taught young learners from kindergarten to primary fives, five, almost a decade there. Then I worked for the British Council Yangon as a young learner support assistant for about two and a half years. I did my shelter in 2021 in Chiang Mai. Then I worked for a language school. I delivered the classes online. Then I joined a bilingual school in Chiang Mai. I saw the job opening on Facebook because I joined some Facebook group related to teaching in Thailand. So I saw the job opening in the group and I looked for the HR email they have mentioned in their post and I turned in my applications. Then I had an interview with them and, and luckily uh, a few days later I was hired. If you have any tips for teachers, can you tell me a little bit about them? The tip for the teachers who want to work in Thailand. In Thailand, we have different schools, such as government school, public school, and private school, bilingual school, international school. And sometimes universities also call for applicants for teaching positions. So if you teach at an international school, for example, you're going to have more requirements compared to teaching at a government school. So I'm going to share the basic requirements that I believe a non-native English speaker need. So just a quick dis disclaimer, I'm answering these questions from my perspective uh, based on my experience. So my answer might not apply to everyone or every situation. So the main thing you need to apply a teaching job here is a degree. Mine was English and some school may be more specific about your degree and some might not. Like I said, in international school, they might require to have a degree in education or English or teaching. But some school, they wouldn't care about it. But if you are a graduate of teaching course or education course, it would be an advantage for you, uh, I guess. And also some school might also, they might want your certificate in teaching English like TEFL or TESOL or CELDER. Yeah. And another Requirement: If you are an if you are a non-native English speaker like me, you will need to prove your English proficiency level. So it is it required for you to take an English proficiency te test, such as IELTS or TOEIC or TOEFL, and so on. Uh, a popular test here is because it is cheaper than other proficiency tests. So for TOEIC, you need to secure at least six hundred. And some school require 800, some school require 900, but mostly most school require 600 to 
and, and above. And for IELTS, you need a band score of at least five. And, and if, if you have more than five, I think it's better shot for you. And, and I guess, but again, it depends on the school you apply to. And also you need other stuffs, like obvious stuffs, like a valid passport, a clean criminal background check or a police clearance. And these documents, the criminal background check are in your language. So you need to translate them in English and you need to notarize them. And also your degree and transcripts need to be notarized. I think these are some basic requirements to apply teaching job in Thailand. So you need a degree and a language certificate and also transcripts and criminal check or a police check. Mm. Police check, yeah. I see. So those are the basic requirements. But then depending on different schools, they, they might have other requirements as well. Yeah. So some of the school, like international school, they will pay you more, but also they they require you to have more certificates and degrees. So you mentioned that uh, when you looked for jobs, you tried to join different Facebook groups or something like that. And so that's one way to find jobs in Thailand. Yes, you can also look for teaching jobs on some, uh, a very useful one and also a very popular one I know is a website called ajarn.com. It's A-J-A-R-N.com. You can view almost all the current teaching job positions in Thailand there. And the good thing about that website is you can filter the information, the, the province that you want to teach and the salary range that you expect and they will filter the information for you. So it's very handy websites. And you can also join Facebook groups like Teaching Jobs in Thailand. But if you want to be more specific about the place you want to teach, you can join groups like Bangkok Teachers Network or English Teachers in Bangkok if you want to base in Bangkok. Or you can join Teachers in Chiang Mai if you want to base in Chiang Mai, just type the word teacher and the province you prefer to live in. I think you will see a different Facebook group and just look for the post, job opening and turn in your applications. Okay, that's useful. Thank you, Yupa. So do you have any other tips for preparing for interviews as well? Yeah, for me, I Google and research the questions that might come up during the interview and I make some notes and rehearse it. Just for me personally, rehearsing really helps me boost my confidence during the interview because I get very nervous and excited during the in the situation like interview like this. So preparation it uh, really helps. Most of the school might ask you to do, do, they will give you another date to do a demo lesson. So also you might want to prepare for that. And they might ask you about your experiences. So for me personally, I think having experience in teaching will help you, you know, stands out among the other candidates. But if, I mean, Sometimes they hire native English speaker, even though they don't have any <clears throat> any experiences. But as for the non-native English speaker, I think it's having experience and sharing your experience about teaching during the interview. I think it will help you, you know, get the job. 
it will help you a lot. Right. So uh, also rehearsing as well was helpful. Yeah. You know, speaking of rehearsing, I look back my experiences and, you know, some specific problems relate to, you know, students or classroom management and how I solve them. And, and then I make some notes and then try to, you know, retell my experiences. Uh, yeah. So if, because we don't know what, what questions might come up during the interview. So I think it takes some time for the interview to prepare for the answers. That's very useful. Thank you, Yuka. Recently, you did the CELTA. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience then? So we have a full-time and part-time CELTA. Full-time was more intensive. Part-time is more flexible because I work, I deliver some classes from Monday to Friday. I chose to to do part-time CELTA, which was 10 weeks. So time was a bit flexible for me. I had enough time to work and to prepare prepare for my teaching practice, TPs, and do my assignment. The only thing I struggled was time management. You know, in CELTA, you need to do teaching practice, eight teaching practice, where the tutor and and your candidate fellow candidate give you some feedback so which is 45 minutes for each teaching practice my problem was i couldn't finish on time i always went beyond 45 minutes and i couldn't give enough time for for the students for their fear practice stage yeah and another struggle i had was was an filling filling in the evaluation sheets the trainers they wanted us to finish the evaluation sheet while it was day fresh in our memories but the re- reflection time was short and i struggled a lot to complete the sheets on time yeah that's another uh, experience for me so you talked about your struggles during the celta uh, the first one is about your own time management in uh, teaching practices. And the second one is filling in the evaluation sheets. So how have you overcome them? What did you do to overcome those challenges? To be able to manage time properly during, for, for my TPs, I rehearse all the stages before my TP with a friend. It really helped me because, you know, back in TP, back in Seltzer, I wrote down every instructions I needed to give it for the for the for my teaching practice because the instructions have to be short and concise to reduce our teacher talking time. So it was really helpful for me to write down all these instructions and practice it with a friend. And also during my actual TP, I needed to check the students in the breakout rooms and for example, sometimes students finish their task early, earlier, and so at that time I uh, cl- close the breakout rooms and then I finish this stage earlier and I check if the students need more time, then if they need more time, I give them more time for that stage. 
And also I consult with with my friend. And if I feel like if there is any unnecessary exercise in, in my TB, which doesn't support the aim, then I remove these stages. Yeah. And for the evaluation sheets, I make notes of all the strong points in my lessons and then all the things that went well and some things that didn't go well and some things that I could do to avoid to improve my lessons or to avoid the mistakes in my next lesson. So it's really helped me just just write a short note after my TP. It's really helped me to complete the evaluation sheets. So it sounds to me that preparation is the key then to overcome some challenges like that, like especially preparation before the teaching practices. Yes, because during the teaching practice, the tutor, they, they are checking, they have this checklist and then they check if you meet the required skills. So it's really important. It's that 45 minutes is key for you. You don't get another 45 minutes if you want to do your TB one more time. So it's a really good idea to be well prepared. It sounds a bit crazy to write down all the instructions, but I don't mean you have to do this throughout your career, but it is really necessary during the during CELTA. For me, at least, it was really helpful for me. Well, thank you, Yupa. Do you also have any other tips and advice for teachers who want to do the CELTA? I would suggest the teachers to brush up their grammar before the course starts. It's really handy if you know the phonemic scripts and also get yourself familiar with the teaching terminologies. I don't I don't mean you have to know all the terminologies, but some of the basic and common terminologies would do because uh, I don't think it's a good idea to ask the meaning of the terminologies every time someone mentioned them during the discussions during CELDA course. I mean, it's okay to ask if you don't know, but I think you will hinder the discussions and and it will stop you from fully understanding of the discussions. So the bottom line is know your grammar, know the language and the phonemic scripts and some basic teaching terminology because it will be really beneficial for you in doing language analysis and completing your assignment. And during CELTER, I, I just want to suggest you to, to give it all. If you are planning to do intensive course, which is four weeks course, then clear your schedule and, and focus only in achieving, you know, finishing one TP and another, finishing one assignment after another. Don't think about other work or, or because you have enough stress in your CELTA course and you don't want any other stress. You invested a lot in the course and it's not a very cheap course. So give it all, clear your schedule and don't pressure yourself getting past A, B or, or just a standard pass. Don't pressure yourself because you already have enough pressure doing all these teaching practice and assignment. Another tips I like to give to the teachers is that be prepared to receive constructive criticism in a positive way because you will be observed by the trainers and and your uh, peers 
and it will be a little uh, a bit uncomfortable, uh, but it's beneficial in the long run, because so I I. I want you to mentally prepare to receive these criticism in the positive way. Leave your ego at the door. It's the best way to deal with it. Sounds like the the tips that you mentioned are about responding to constructive feedback in a positive way, and also you also mentioned about brushing up the brushing up your grammar and your knowledge on phonetic symbols. And also, don't pressure yourself into getting high marks or something like that. But I think in the end, you got past B, though. <laughs> Congratulations! So now I think we talked、uh, much about the the Salta. What about other things that you do to develop yourself as a teacher? In Salta, you that you are trained to have、uh, foundational skills to build upon. But that's not enough. It's the beginning of your career, so I think it's really important for me to keep learning and experiment with different teaching methods. For example, during my TP, I didn't get a chance to teach writing lessons, so I watch webinars from the British Council website. And National Geographic's learning, and also English with Cambridge, they 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 have posted all these webinar videos. The good things about YouTube is you can always go back and watch it again and again until you really understand these webinars. And I read books for ELD teachers, different books, and then I put all these、uh, knowledge into practice in my class. And sometimes the lesson went well, and sometimes they didn't. So after every lessons, I reflect on my lessons. I listen to the feedback from my students, and I make sure I don't make the same mistake in the next lesson. So it's my way of experimenting different teaching methods. And learning from the experience,、uh, I think it's also a great learning opportunities for me and a great way to grow as a teacher. So it sounds like you have done a lot of reflection throughout your teaching journey to develop yourself as a teacher. So I guess reflection is one of the key things that we should do as a teacher to further develop ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Salta is not enough. You you need to polish your skills by training yourself and experiment with different teaching methods and see see what happens in the class and and then make some adjustment in your next lesson. Ah,、uh-huh. thank you for your tip, Yupa. So now we have talked about developing teaching skills. How have you developed yourself for your own language? As an ELD teacher, it's really important to develop your subject knowledge. In this case, English. I immerse myself in the language every day by listening to news and podcasts in English in the morning and on my way to work. And I read news in English. I download some applications like The Guardian, and I. Try to read at least three articles a day, just to keep in touch with the language every day. And I watch movies on Netflix with English subtitles every night. 
Yeah, it's another way to relax. You know, get keep yourself in touch with the language, and also, it's also enjoyable. So you seem to spend time every day improving your English. How long do you spend in a day? Not more than two hours. <laughs> Just sometimes an hour and one and a half hours. Yeah. Well, I guess it's important to be exposed yourself to English almost every day. Then to improve your English. Yes. Well. It seems that you have done a lot to develop yourself as a teacher and also your own language, right, Yuba? Thank you so much for your time to be on the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> right, Yuba. So all the best with your teaching career. Thank you. See you soon. This is Tea Leaf English, where we brew knowledge, sip inspiration, and connect with the vibrant community of teachers in America. Happy teaching.